Welcome to the Spooky Stoners Podcast. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Dina. Thank you for joining us on this podcast. We talk about witchy and spooky shit that we love to talk about and hopefully you love to listen to. And as the title of our podcast suggests, we do this all while partaking in cannabis one way or another. So buckle up, dearest, and let's go. Dearest. <laughs> I like how that word changes every episode. It does. It's always a surprise. Oh, very exciting. I'm- oh my gosh, we could make that like a secret code word. Yeah. You know what? It might be hitting me because I ate a cheeseburger on the way here. Did you eat anything before that? Yeah, I had pancakes for breakfast. Oh, no, no, no. I mean, like, did you smoke anything or like? No. I'm just saying I'm digesting right now quickly. Oh, okay. So that might be why I'm getting hit. Maybe. And then we also watched that Harry Potter parody. That for was very a minute. silly goose. Funny. What was. Yeah. Yeah. He. <laughs> he. Hello, everybody. Hello. Dun, dun, dun. So what's up? I don't know. I had, I totally had something going in my head. This episode is being released on MLK Day. Oh, yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. Kids don't go to school tomorrow. Yeah. I mean, today. Yeah. We're recording the day before. If you didn't <laughs> notice yet, then I'm pretty sure you're smart cookies. So y'all know. Y'all know what we're doing. Yeah. I always, I didn't realize that, like, they didn't do the night shows at night. And I saw one where, I think it was Jennifer Lawrence. It was, like, a New Year's Eve special for some talk show. Mm-hmm. And the host said something about, like, uh, you got to say it's New Year's Eve. And she was like, oh, my God, is this what people think I'm doing with my New Year's Eve? Oh, yeah. She was like, uh, please tell them that I'm not that sad. <laughs> I uh, have real places to be, not at work. Got it. But yeah, that's what this is like. I did not know that. I always thought it was like late night. No. Like, you know. No, they record I, them. I feel like Jimmy Fallon is at night though, because I think I remember one time um It's probably like five though. Will no, well like it, they had the football game and then Will Farrell right after the football game, maybe not. Maybe it was before the football game, but he had like the same hoodie. Like it was like Seattle or something was the team. Did you know that they make like Super Bowl shirts for both teams every year? Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that funny? What do they do with all those other shirts? So you could get a shirt that says that your team won the Super Bowl. You could. If you knew the right people. <laughs> Every year. Maybe. I don't know. I feel like. But if they do that so that they can pre record stuff. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It just made me laugh because I was like, wait a second. What do they do with it? Because, like, I was like, oh, they'll just like sell it for like a discount. But I'm like pretty sure that. I would have seen it like as like a, a limited like because you know whenever there's a penny that yeah. gets released that has like one little blemish on it right and those are worth like a hundred dollars yeah I don't know what they do with all those shirts yeah I guess they burn them they must can you imagine no they there's somewhere they go somewhere with they go a ahead and billion give it, shirts <laughs> they go ahead and go to the um give it to the team and the team has like a little bonfire like fuck you Super Bowl who do they sorry that was about to sound really mean. It's okay. I can say it on here. They airdrop it to third world countries. <laughs> I mean, that's not really bad. I mean. That would be great. Yeah. That's actually a good thing to do. Like, because why? Who who would really want that shirt? Yeah. Well, I mean, I would if my team lost, but I would always have the shirt that said that they won that year. I'd be like, y'all are, it's it's the Mandela effect. Yeah. You're full like, of shit. They didn't lose. Yeah. This, Get fucked. This whole bar is wrong. <laughs> that team didn't. Not win. My yeah. team won. My Y'all team is number one shit. every year. Every year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There was one. I, I actually was have like a 2017 picture. Or something. I actually have like a, a picture of 
or a video of Kuro playing in the snow. I was single. So like I was just sitting there being like, oh, I wish I really could share that with someone. You could have sent it to me, bitch. We weren't really on talking terms then. Uh, I'm sure we were. It was like 2016 that this happened. I know. I probably did show you a video when I got you to work. You probably did. But like you could have sent it to me. Don't be weird. Yeah. <laughs> Our relationship is not where it was five years ago. Yeah. <laughs> we are definitely more involved in each other's <laughs> lives. My mom and I were talking about like people being appreciative at work. Uh-huh. And uh, I was like, see, I'm so like jaded <laughs> and uh, weird now that if someone in person because she said her boss came up to her like in the kitchen and said something nice to her mm-hmm. about her work ethic i was like if someone did that to me at work i would be like please don't make it weird dude yeah. <laughs> like you're paying me yeah and then i thought maybe we have a little bit of like ptsd because that's not how we talk to each other at that office no it was very much like hey did you get a lobotomy <laughs> but that was like totally a joke yeah it was because also like if i needed your car i could just grab it and be like hey i'm gonna go get lunch let me borrow your car. A lobotomy for lunch? Wait, no, what? I'm saying we were we were we're mean to each other. Oh yeah, but we're also like best friends. All oh, of us got it. At that office, that's it. how it was, and now it's not like that. So when they're appreciative to us, it's weird. Yeah, because that's what my mom was saying. She said that her boss came up to her like in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. I was like, I just wanted to tell you, I really, really appreciate you. <laughs> I was like, if someone walked up to me and said that, I'd be like, please don't make it weird because you pay me. Yeah. Like, that's appreciation enough. Quit being creepy. Well, I told you our boss called, and she was like, Lindsay, you're just so great. You are just yeah, that so me awesome. <laughs> and I'm like, thanks? <laughs> what do you want? Yeah. Like, I don't know. It makes me feel like a hooker a little bit. Oh, really? Yeah, because, like, I'm getting paid, and then they're also like, and you're beautiful. And I'm like, all right, you're already paying me. That's enough. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I mean, if you want to take it that way, I guess. <laughs> It's just like, it's too much. You don't need to like build me up too. And I understand that it's the management theory these days. Yeah. And I'm just jaded. Yeah. Because it is like, what are they going to do? Be mean to me? Mm-hmm. No, of course not. I would quit. Yeah. Like, of course they're going to be nice to me. But don't turn your two weeks in because yeah. they'll just fire you. Yeah. Well, we, I might leak some important crucial plant information. I know. <laughs> All right. So we're doing a weirdo episode today. Yeah. We're doing a little switcheroo on y'all. Because, you know. Gotta keep you on your toes. Gotta keep you on your toes. So, today I'm doing the, I was about to say the paranormal part. I was about. No, I'm doing paranormal shit. I'm doing the metaphysical part this time. I'm doing the witchy shit. So. I'm so excited. Okay. (laughs) Buckle up, dearie. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I'm ready. Okay, today we are talking about things you can do to protect yourself during a paranormal investigation. Woohoo! Yeah! This subject matter is near and dear to my heart because even though I love the paranormal, I am actually Ryan from BuzzFeed Unsolved Supernatural, which is terrified if I hear the slightest sound or see a flicker of light. Yeah. That's me. It's okay. And even though Dina talked a little bit about how to protect how to protect ourselves and our house uh, with crystals and such in episode three, Bigfoot is a lighthouse keeper. I'm going to focus more on protection against entities when you want to fuck around and find out, but not to die or bring a spirit home. (laughs) Yeah. Now, I'm not sure if I have mentioned this to any of, even though, like, I know all this information. Like, I watch paranormal shows. Like, I know what you're actually supposed to do to um, protect yourself. But, like, at the same time, I was like, but how do you say it? Which words do you use? 
<laughs> and so, um, so to help me out, everyone can thank her too because she's the best. I loved her book. It's only like 44 pages too. Oh, nice. Yeah. So it's a little uh, booklet. It's not quite a book. It's a booklet. Let's uh, start this subject with why you might need protection during a paranormal investigation. Hmm. Wonder why. By purposely visiting haunted locations and by trying to communicate with entities, paranormal investigators put themselves in the crosshairs of earthbound spirits, negative entities, and demons more often. It's kind of like a day at the beach. The longer you expose yourself to the sun, the more likely you are to get sunburned. However, there are things that you can do to prevent sunburn, such as sunblocks, sitting in the shade, wearing a hat. Those kind of like Floridian things, y'all. Going home. Go home. Taking a nap. Doing that instead. <laughs> yeah. So but I don't do. take a nap on the beach because that's definitely. Well, I've done that and gotten burned. See? Yeah, exactly. Nap at your house. Don't yeah. go to the beach. I mean, go to the beach. Do you. It's fine. Get some vitamin D. But like, don't get too much. But anyway, it's kind of like paranormal investigation and you're exposing yourself to things that could, you know, be bad. So first and foremost, before you begin your investigation, make sure your mind is in the right head space. Because the more confident, secure, and free of negativity you are personally, the less demon susceptible you will be. So Dina and her Libra self are safe. Yes. Because I really, like, what are you going to do? Yeah. Throw hands? <laughs> you Throw don't hands. have any. But the opposite of that is negative in- uh, negative emotions such as anger, fear, jealousy, guilt, and arrogance. We are looking at you, <laughs> Zach Bagans. We'll draw in negative energies and entities. Hey there, demons. It's me, your boy. Yeah, Shane did kind of initiate, uh, like... Yeah. I'm surprised in- he didn't get fucked up. Yeah. No, he, he probably got fucked up and didn't say anything because he's like, nah. I don't think he got fucked up. I think he would have shut up real quick if he got fucked up. I don't know. He was so calm, like, the whole time. I think he's just a wasp. and A wasp? A white Anglo-Saxon Protestant. Oh, yeah. And so (laughs) the demons were like, he's so boring. I don't even want to talk to him. I've talked to 800,000 wasps. I'm done. Yeah. They all ask me, am I here? Yes. Yes, Yes, I am here. I'm taking a nap. Fuck off. Leave me alone. You're in my bubble. You're in my space. Back to what we were saying. When your personal life is a shit show, can weaken you emotionally. Therefore, before you do an investigation, do a little bit of self-check to make sure you're good. Saying that, here are the pre-gaming or what you can do before a paranormal investigation. Set your intentions. You can do this by praying to God or whoever your higher power is, which the guys from the show Haunted Towns do before every investigation. Or, if you don't believe in any god, gods, you can meditate. Uh, do this by envisioning. Do this by envisioning. Why is this word hard? I'm mm. high. I think I'm high. Envisioning. Like, my it's a lips. fun word to say. Like perpendicular. Maybe it's because I'm trying to like say it like it's spelled. So it's envisioning. Yeah. Envisioning. Yeah. There we go. It's a lot of ends in that word. Envisioning. So, yeah. Yeah. No, 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 no. A lot of eyes. That's a weird word. Yeah, ends Ooh, and eyes. In, even envisioning that word is weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, view yourself in a white or golden light of protection. <laughs> I'm Porky Pig. Like, if I can't <laughs> say the word, I'm just going to go on to a different word. No, I'm just laughing because I'm definitely feeling the Everglade haze. Yeah. <laughs> and it's making me giggle because envisioning is just, it's purple. That word is purple. That word is what? It's a purple word oh, okay. in my brain and I like it. Got it. Makes me happy. 
Got it. You can continue praying or, you know, doing meditation Mm -hmm. as you continue your investigation. Keep in mind that since spirits communicate primarily through telepath, your words need to match your belief. Which means if you don't believe in God, you shouldn't run into a haunted house saying the Lord's Prayer and think you're safe. (laughs) Yeah, it's not going to work if you don't believe in that. God's going to be like, I don't know you, dude. Who is this? Stranger danger. I ain't seen you at my house not once. Not once. Not never. Not never. (laughs) Mr. Balloon Hands. (laughs) No way. Everyone needs the knots tied. They go to him. (laughs) Okay. All right. And then what? Seahorses forever. (laughs) Okay. Um, But there is a workaround for you non-Christians. I am in the same class with you. You can say words of affirmation because obviously the ghost needs to know that you love them and words of affirmation are their love language. Not really. You can repeat affirmations for yourself, such as I repel all negative energy. I allow only positive energy into my life or I am confident and shielded from all evil and negative energy around me. These affirmations can also be used for your ex or toxic family members. Yes. Or when you're just home alone and someone with a loud truck drives by and you say, you're safe. It's fine. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. The next item of protection is essential oils. Clary sage is a good choice. Uh, This oil is known to remove negative and to serve, wait, to remove negativity. Oops. This oil is known to remove negativity and to serve as a psychic shield. Sage, frankincense, and holy basil, not kitchen basil. Different brand, different <laughs> breed, different <laughs> variety. I don't know what the word is. I don't know. Plants. I know, but I don't know. <laughs> uh, so sage, frankincense, and ho- holy basil um, have also been used by multiple nationalities over the centuries. For some reason, when I said holy ba- basil, I was like, the holy hand grenade. <laughs> <laughs> Because obviously that's the only thing that needs to go after holy is hand grenade. I think it's like, holy hills of Zion, Batman. (laughs) Which is a weird joke that my aunt made up a million years ago. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So to pregame for an investigation, you can dab the oil on your inner wrist. You can also use aroma jewelry, which you can find at Earthbound. It's like basically those little necklaces that have like the cotton ball and the Mm -hmm. thing. Yeah, you can get them on Amazon. Yeah, Amazon. Wherever. I just know I've definitely seen them at Earthbound. Uh, though, if you don't want to be that fancy, you can just carry the oil around in a bottle and just pull it out and smell the essential oil for protection during your investigation. Yet again, do what you want. Since we are already talking about jewelry, let's move on to talismans. Uh, the first one will be crystals, which we love. Black tourmaline is a good choice since it protects... Uh, from negative black tourmaline is a good choice since it protects from negative energy and psychic attacks i'm really liking that psychic attack yeah part of it black tourmaline is a good one yeah it's good another crystal you can use is quartz since it also has a protect properties um it also dispels and clears away negative energy though buyer beware on this one because Some people say that spirits are actually more active in places that are built 
of stones that contain quartz or areas where quartz veins are naturally common. So just keep a, keep that in mind. Because you also, they're probably the most frequently used thing for wands. Because quartz mm-hmm. is kind of like a do-whatever crystal. Yeah. Uh, like rosemary's your do-whatever herb. Um, so that would make sense because you could use them for energy direction. Yeah. So they could tap into that and yeah. use them for energy direction. Exactly. So just stick with the black tourmaline. Yeah, that was a heavy hitter. <laughs> yeah. Last note on crystals. Crystals. Before you use one, make sure to cleanse it. You can listen to episode three for more information on how to cleanse your crystals. Moving on to amulets. There is a King Solomon omelet. Omelet. <laughs> what would the King Solomon omelet be? I don't know. Amulet. Some sort of like curry. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Man. Omelet sounds definitely, so good. I just had a cheeseburger. Definitely I got the no pork now. products. Oh, man, I got the munchies now for no reason. I'm full. Well, I'm the one who said omelet. Yeah, that sounds so good. I don't want an omelet. (laughs) What the fuck? It's fine. We're fine. Everything's fine. You're not hungry. There is, okay, there is a King Solomon amulet. (laughs) I almost said it again. (laughs) We're going to post the recipe for the King Solomon omelet on our Instagram once we make it up later. Yeah, this could also be called the Seal of Solomon. The amulet is typically made of sterling silver and includes a text in ancient Hebrew from 800 BC. There is also the evil eye amulet. This amulet comes from the study of Kabbalah. It is believed to provide protection from the envious eyes of others and ensure the physical well-being of the wearer. Now that I know the meaning of this, I'm going to have to buy one as soon as I find it, which is probably going to be like sometime next week. Yeah, because we get paid. (laughs) I probably have one at the house. I have a few of them. Yeah, I've always seen them in the store and I was like, oh, that looks really cool. But I'm not about to buy jewelry that I don't know the meaning from. So I just never grabbed it. But now I'm like, there's an evil eye emoji. Is there? Mm -hmm. Are you sure it's not just an eye? Yeah, no, it's an evil eye. It's like a, it's, yeah, I'll show you here. Oh, wow. Yeah. So you can like evil eye someone and block them. <laughs> nice. Send them the evil eye and then block them on there. Like all energy return to sender. Yeah. Wow. That's, yeah. If you ever uh, end up on one of those like witch Facebook pages and someone's like, I'll read your cards for free. And then you let them read your cards and they're like, you owe me $50. I want to curse you. Send them that one. Done. Done. I love that it's so important that Apple felt the need to put that in there. I know. Isn't that interesting? That is very interesting. Oh, it's a conspiracy. Yep. We are now moving on to blessed holy metals. This can include the cross. However, unlike crystals and amulets, holy metals need to be properly blessed. My favorite is St. Michael's medal. Because why wouldn't I want the archangel that led God's army against Satan's forces on my side? It seems like a good person to have on your team. Back to an easier protection item, salt. We talked a little bit about salt in episode three, so I'm not going to spend too much time here. White salt, particularly, that was a hard word, Uh, particularly sea salt repels negative entities, and can place a barrier between you and the spirit. See Hocus Pocus. Yeah. For details. 
just like crystals, you can put salt in your pocket for protection. As a post-game or post-investigation protection, you can set a bowl of salt in a bedroom that has experienced uh, spirit activity and it will reduce or eliminate the activity. So you don't have to be like messy and put it on, you know, your doors and oh, like yeah. just leave it there. Just get a bowl, put it in a room, switch it out every, you know, couple days. You can also just um, hot water and salt in a spray and spray. Oh. Done. What? No problem. Easy that, peasy. That's really easy too. Mm-hmm. We're, I'm all about like lazy. <laughs> What's yeah. the laziest way I could get this accomplished? Well, I was thinking a bowl of salt was pretty lazy, but the skirt bottle sounds even better. Yeah, because then you don't even have to clean up a bowl. You just get you a bowl of uh, yeah salt water and make it one yeah. day and just rinse it out. Set it aside or go down to the ocean. Yeah. Fill up a squirt bottle whenever you go to the beach next. Heck yeah. Mm-hmm. Let's keep riding this post-investigation train. Mm-hmm. That's how you say it. If you bring a ghostly spirit home with you, this is what you can do. The tried and true smudging. This doesn't only work on spirits. It can also work on the negative energy that your Aunt Karen left behind when she came over for dinner. Just sage it. Yeah. It's all good. Sam and Kobe, the YouTubers, you might have heard of them, helped sage their friends who visited them while they were investigating the Conjuring house. Before their friends left, they used smoke sage. Sage smoke to cleanse their friends from attached entities while speaking a mantra that the spirits could not go with them. Though Sam and Kobe got a whole exorcism done on them before they left, and I really don't blame them because they were there for a whole week. So they probably had a lot of spirits latching See, that's onto them. Just foolish. Why? I think it's because they had like five million followers or something they're like if we ever reach this number and they didn't think they were going to reach this number oh so- yeah we're not making any of those kind of promises if no nope. ever reach five million followers thank you yeah that's it <laughs> there's yeah. no incentive <laughs> nope well we'll, we'll, we'll continue a- making these we'll have a party or something for ourselves yeah for we'll ourselves just kidding but not really we might do like a yeah well i'm sure we'll do something anyway but we're not doing that <laughs> yeah we're not gonna hole up in some house for a week no get taunted by demons yeah no i would have the demons out of there yeah <laughs> bitch got me fucked um up. anyway um bah, bah, bah. okay back to our protection items you can use incense to clear negative energy or spirits the most popular are frankincense frankincense myrrh sandalwood cinnamon cedar and sage Next, there are candles. White is the most commonly used for this purpose as it has a high vibration color, often associated with the angelic realm, and perfect for clearing out and protecting you from negative energy. For more difficult issues, such as removing dark entities or demons, you should contact someone that has more experience. (laughs) Yes. Uh, When dealing with the demons, you shouldn't try any of the previous discussed techniques. They're just a totally different entity. Like, don't mess with them. Demons often represent themselves as other entities, small children, and benevolent, 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 benevolent. Oh, I had it, and then you said it again, <laughs> and then I didn't. Benevolent, 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 benevolent. <laughs> like elephants, almost. Ben riding an elephant. Ben elephant. 
No, I can't. Uh, they disguise no. themselves as nice spirits. There yeah, we go. They fake kind. Uh, if you sense something is not right, you should remove yourself from the location immediately. Then call a respected dematologist, demonologist, or exorcist, because using holy water, salt, etc., on a demon only makes them more aggressive and dangerous. I'm scared of you. Done. Demons. I don't even believe in you. <laughs> what you gonna do? I'm scared. <laughs> like, I don't know. My was... problem, my thing is they're probably mad because we're calling them demons and they're probably fairies or elves. Maybe. Or gnomes. Maybe that's or some why. some shit. And they're like, bitch, fuck off. I'm not even that mean, but I will be. Speaking of demons, though. Fuck out and find out. That's what they were saying. Literally speaking of demons, though. Okay. That perfectly segues into my topic. Oh, wow. Because I'm talking about a possible demonic possession. What? So, I know you like to keep it in Florida, and I did that this time. Because last time I did Texas, which is still fun. That's fine. And we love Texas. Sort of. I mean, they're dumb as shit. I don't know what the hell's going on over there. But, you know, it's fine. It's just, it's hard being better than everyone else. Yeah, It I makes know. it really tough. I know. To like, you know. To hold that crown. It's oh just my so gosh. heavy. Heavy as the head, you know. Yeah. <laughs> no, but we're talking about uh, the Fort East Martello Museum in Key West. <gasps> oh, oh, oh. I know this one. I know you this know one. You know what I'm talking about? Yes. Can so you- I thought this was in New York. I don't oh, know okay. why. For the longest time, I was like, oh, that's not a thing that's here. Yeah. No, no. It's here. It's in the Keys. So first, I'm going to start with the fort because it's a little boring. So we'll get that out of the way. So it was a Civil War fort that was like abandoned mid-project because the Civil War never got down there. Okay. Um, and then. I think the Civil War actually stopped like in our area, like the Pensacola area. Right. Where it ended. So it, they were just kind of like they started one and then they were like, oh, we're done. And then in the 50s. The uh, Key West Historical and Art Society took it over and rebuilt it and made it this museum. Okay. Is it shaped like a fort? It is shaped like a fort. Oh, so they finished it. Yes. Oh, okay. So there's four outer walls, right? Mm -hmm. And then in the middle, there's like this bunker room. And that's where they keep its biggest draw. Yeah. Robert the doll. I know. I was excited that he was in Florida because I was like, what's something cool that I can do? And I was, I did, I didn't, I thought he was in New York. I don't know. My brain thought that he lived in New York. So, yeah. Now I know he's a lot closer, and I'm not super thrilled, but it's fine. I have so much stories about Robert the doll. Oh my god! I want to keep my mouth shut. Okay, we'll get there. We'll get there. Okay, okay, okay. okay. So, Robert was bought in 1904 in Germany by Mister Otto, some old man. Okay. Who had bought him for his grandson Eugene? Okay. Eugene was um, the youngest child of a family all alone on their huge estate. And so his grandfather was like, oh, perfect. This is like a child-sized doll that can be his bestie. And the doll had a little puppy. And Eugene loved dogs and had a puppy. So it was like perfect for Mm -hmm. Eugene. So grandpa brings it home, gives it to Eugene. Eugene loves it. Um, And then Eugene's mother, Maria, made it its little sailor outfit Mm -hmm. that it wears. He, I guess, I should be really be respectful. I need to be careful. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've heard podcasts have gotten shut down. Right. So I'm not being rude at all. Uh, that's not we my plan. We respect you. Yeah. No. I have so many stories. Continue. Yeah. So uh, she made him his little sailor outfit. Um, and 
him and Eugene were inseparable. Eugene took him everywhere to the point where it started to kind of concern his parents. Mm -hmm. But they were also like, he is an only child his age on this huge property. And I have a child alone on a huge property. So I get it. Yeah. Like, yeah, of course. What's normal at that rate? He's going to talk to them. He's going to talk to the stuffed animals. I'm I'm not thinking that's weird at all. Who else is he going to talk to? Yeah. I get it. Um, so everything was fine. And, you know, the parents were kind of like, okay, he's like best friends with his doll. It's cool. It's cool. Then one night his mother's putting him to bed and she's going to close the door and she hears Eugene whispering to Robert. And then she hears a deep guttural voice respond. Okay. And she pops the door back open and she's like, what? Little suspicious. Yeah. And Eugene's like, what? It was Robert. And she was like, okay. Odd. You're good? And Eugene's like, yeah, good night. Whatever. Oh, what time period was this? This was, so, this must have been the early teens, or the, like, 1910-ish. Okay. Yeah. So, still, like... So, baby monitors were not a thing. Yeah, no, right. There was not some sort of electrical interference. Okay. No. So, she, they move on with their day, whatever, um... And, like, a year later, she starts hearing it, like, once a week, this mm-hmm. voice in the kid's room. And she's like, uh, this is a real issue now. And Eugene was like, you can't, you can't take Robert from me. Like, don't be crazy. Yeah. Um, and he had started lashing out violently and just being all around not a nice kid. Okay. Um, but yet again only child right right so it escalates to the point where they start hearing like glass breaking coming from eugene's room okay at night and the loud voice and the screaming and all of this and every time they go in there the room is torn two bits and eugene's in the corner crying and robert's just on the bed Uh uh-huh like chilling like what else yeah and they're like eugene what happened And he's like robert did it oh yeah robert did it and so after a while, they finally put Robert into the attic. Okay. And just threw him in there and left him there. And Eugene seemed to get better. Mm-hmm. And then after his parents passed away and he inherited the house, he went up there, found Robert, and was like, my friend. And put snake him friends. in the window of his art studio. <laughs> I'm a snake. Yeah. I'm a snake. Yeah. So he put Robert in the window of... <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Sorry. Totally derailed there. Hold on. Now I need some root beer. So yeah, he went into the attic. Best friends. Woo-hoo! Yeah. So Eugene was like, oh my gosh, my doll. I love this doll. <laughs> like, um, do you not remember? Clearly he didn't. Which I've heard is very common. People yeah. block a lot of shit from when they're kids. Yeah. Um, But so he put him in his window of his art studio. And... Uh, his wife was like, it's a no from me, dog. That shit's creepy. Like, no. He's Intuition not going right in there. Window. And so he puts him back in the attic and then he starts, Robert, uh, okay, Eugene's wife reported that Robert had shown up to her multiple times in her dreams oh. telling her if he didn't get to sit in the fucking art studio, he was going to kill her. Oh, damn. Like, period. Got and it. so he got to sit back in the art studio. Kids walking by would think that he had moved. And, like, would see him uh, 
staring at them. He would watch them like they'd see his head turn as they walked by. Yeah, that is All creepy. sorts of creepy stuff. And so this, he stayed in the window. Um, when Eugene and his wife passed away, the children sold the house to another woman who they left nothing else in the house. But Robert? The doll. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That would be a note for me. Yeah. And she was like, oh, cute. And she kept him. He, she was probably like, oh, my gosh, they gave me a housewarming gift. This is fabulous. Yeah. So she kept him. Um, she moved into the home in 1974. So that's where we're at now. Okay. Um, but she kept him. And after so long, she finally called Eugene's uh, widower, okay. um, his wife. Oh, okay. So she's alive. Oh, okay. Yeah. But she called her and she was like, hey, uh, so... Weird stuff happens here, and you left this doll. And Eugene's wife was like, "Yeah, I'd burn that <laughs> if I was you." And she was like, "No." And so she donated it to the museum. Oh, okay, and that's how I he... thought you were about to say donate it to Goodwill. No, good luck, kids. Yeah, well, that's how he ended up there because at this point he's ninety years old. Mm-hmm. Um, so he is a historical artifact, of course. Now, immediately upon arriving at the museum. The staff members were like, oh, this is an issue. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, he would get up and walk in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. Like the security would report that they heard small footsteps. Like they would be specific. They would be like, it was small feet, like yeah. tip taps. Like tippy taps? Yes. Like like the dog. Yeah. yeah. And um, like he would be moved in his glass case mm-hmm. the alarm would go off all kind of stuff like that that always happens um when you've got like a haunted of course all the electronical stuff is going to go off yeah but what really started to happen what they noticed was people started writing letters to him and it took them a few years because they were like what is going on and it was because when you went in there people would go up to him and be like what is this crappy old doll why is this here how mm-hmm. dumb they'd go home and have like you know pancreatic cancer mm-hmm all of a sudden. Or your job is downsizing all of a sudden. Yeah. Or your wife's high school fling came back into her life all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. And it was because they believed that they had been mean to Robert. Mm-hmm. And um, so people still to this day, they, they get the museum gets hundreds of letters of people apologizing to him. Yeah. Because they go in there and they say something dumb. And mm-hmm. then he basically curses them. Yeah. Um, people have talked about hearing his footsteps in their house. Oh, mm-hmm. that's creepy. Like the tippy taps. Yeah. In their house. So like, mm, we both have enough animals. We wouldn't be concerned about that. Yeah, not at all. I'd be like, someone needs to go to bed. I don't know which one of you it is, but lay down. Yeah. <laughs> and if it's a doll, then you definitely need to go to bed. Yeah. And lay exactly. down. Um, but yeah, so they have a few like theories about, What's going on with Robert? Okay. Um, it's kind of believed that maybe the family and especially Eugene poured so much energy into him that he just kind of took on a life of his own. Okay. I think the biggest and most believable theory is a demonic possession. Okay. Similar to like the Annabelle doll. Yeah. Type situation. Um, especially with the violence that Eugene's mother reported okay. when he was little. Oh, yeah. With like the all Eugene the shit. probably doesn't remember. But we don't. I mean, we don't have great accounts because it was the early 1900s. Mm-hmm. 
Now, every time I say the 1900s, I think like 1990. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's what my mother said. I don't think like 1905. Yeah. Which is a big it, difference. It, it it's, a, it's a long century. Yeah. Yeah. A lot happened. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Any hizzle. But yeah. Um, it's definitely some sort of intelligent entity. Okay. Whatever it is. So that kind of rules out, for me at least, poltergeist activity. Yeah. The responsiveness of it. Like people saying that they said something mean to it and then went home and something happened. Yeah. That's a message and a response. Yeah. That's an intelligent response. Well, not only that, but not the same people are involved either. Right. So I believe more towards a demonic possession. Yeah. Um, there have also been some reports that maybe there was some voodoo involved okay. at one point. But even then, that could have just been a voodoo letting a demon in <laughs> yeah. to the doll. Yeah. So... It's unsure how he got to be the way he was, but Robert is on display in Key West. If you are so bold and want to go see him, he does not like his picture taken, and he yeah. really doesn't want you there Yeah, in general. Yeah. So in, enjoy that. Mm-hmm. They, do, they do a lot of, um, obviously, um, tours and things and haunted stuff, and yeah. uh, I think there have been a number of ghost hunter people who have mm-hmm. investigated him. But um yeah, I probably I might go see him during the day. Yeah. But I'm not going to I'm not going to be too bothered yeah. about him. We're going to be nice and respectful. Yeah. I'm not going to bother him and he's not going to bother me and it'll be fine. Okay. I have stories. All right. All right. I'm ready. Okay. So, um actually Ozzy Osborne and his son, uh-huh, um actually saw Robert the doll <gasps> and I, I don't think they actually took Robert the doll, but they took like a uh replica of robert the dog with them Mm. and like jack kept on getting sick and ozzy was like i wonder why and jack was like no 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 i love this dog it's great and and so like bad things kept on happening of course this is kind of like a fake reality show so i'm pretty sure it was all made up but yeah so ozzy was like throwing robert the doll into a microwave drink it get rid of him and stuff I didn't even think about, of course, they have souvenirs. I want a little miniature Robert the doll. Yeah, I don't. I'm good. He has a Wikipedia page. I love him. Yeah, and then um, Sam and Colby. Um, actually, Colby insulted the doll, and then all of a sudden, he got cancer. Yeah. And all of his fans were like, oh, you disrespected Robert, so this is what ended up happening. And and even. Colby is like, um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I'm a little bit like mm, about some of them too. I mean, I'm not gonna try anything, but no. some of them, like, what if one of the things that I heard was like, oh, yeah, like, uh, people go visit Robert and then come back and then get divorced. I'm like, maybe they were just shitty people. Yeah. Why were they in Key West? Yeah, why were what they, were they in- doing there? Exactly. <laughs> like, Key West is not the most savory playground of humans. I don't know. It's okay. Hemingway hung out there. He was ridiculous. I don't know. I feel like Key West. Yeah. I mean, yeah, of course people go to Key West. What do you mean? Yeah, I know. They they go to Key West to like cheat on their wives and party. Or chill. Or party and cheat on their wives. Okay. I know a lot of married couples that went to Key West and they're fine. Are they swingers? No. Are you sure? I'm 90% sure. That's not 100%. I'm never 100% sure. (laughs) 
You could say the sky is blue, and I would say I'm 90% sure the sky is blue. Because <laughs> someone might interpret it as purple or green or white. Dude, I think about that all the time. About what? Like how we've all just called the same color the same thing, but we might not see it the same. Yeah. Like this is black, but my black and your black might not actually be the same thing, but we both just call this black. Yeah. That's definitely a stoner thought. Dude, you want to hear another stoner thought? That was me. I hit this. Oh, I was like, what? Totally off subject of Robert the Doll and anything else. I probably said it on this podcast. If you were born on Mars, what would your birth chart look like? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We've totally talked about it. That one gets me all the time. I'll be sitting there like, shit. And then Jupiter's got all those moons. What are you going to do there? Yeah. Oh, my moon is in which one? Which moon? Yeah. Yeah. But Robert the Doll is on location at uh, East Fort Fort East Martello in okay. Key West, Florida. Yeah. And that's all I have to say about that. Okay, okay. Now I can close this episode with my spiel. Thank you for listening. We release a new episode every Monday. So roll one and meet us back here next week for more spooky and witchy shit. In the meantime, check out our Instagram where we will be posting the King Solomon omelet recipe. We are not. <laughs> the Spooky Stoners podcast, that is stoners with three Zs. If you would like to contact us about your personal true crime or paranormal story, or if there's a subject you would like us to cover, you can email us at the Spooky Stoners podcast at gmail.com. Do you ever check that? Yeah. Oh, cool. Have we ever gotten anything? Just things from podcasts. Oh, I'm going to email platforms. us my own personal true crime or paranormal story. <laughs> okay, you do that. For us to go over on the podcast. Like, Put the signature as Jane, so we could be like, "Oh, our our listener Jane." Wink, wink, Jane. Wink, wink. Nudge, nudge. Oh my gosh, that'd be so funny. Again, that is stoners with three Z's. So we will see you next Monday, and in the meantime, smoke on, spooky stoners. Bye.